ete iwi and welcome to another episode of Inside Netball. Koravinda Hunia Toku Ingoa and joining me today is former Silver Fern captain Anna Stanley and Sky Sport commentator Jenny Woods. Kia ora korua. Kia ora. Now, the ANZ Premiership for 2021 may be finished but there is plenty of news in the works with player movements quite rife right now. What do we think about the changes we know of so far? Oh, it's movement galore, isn't it? I guess <laughs> the big one just overnight is uh, the key signing of Tiana Maturo going to the Pulse. Of course, she started there in 2017 as a 16-year-old, had a stint with the Steel this year and had, I think, really flourished down there with George Fisher under Joe Morrison, Rianga. But I guess the pull to go back to family and study, I think she has alluded to, was, was too great. So she'll pair up with Dunn which leaves the big uh, key is where does Amelia-Ann Ekanasio go? Of course, she's been on maternity leave, hasn't quite had her baby yet. Um, so that's that's the big one. Where will she go, Jen? But that was the big thing, wasn't it? it was the biggest thing about that announcement was not the announcement. It was yeah, the yeah, yeah, paragraph yeah, notes, yeah. buried way, way down. Uh, and, you know, well, who knows? I mean, you th I, I am really surprised. I mean, I can't believe that the Pulse haven't tried to hang on to um, Ekanasia. I mean, we, we know she can come back after having a baby because she's mm. done that before and I think within a matter of weeks was playing in the Fast Five a couple of years ago. Um, she virtually single, not well, not single-handedly, but, you know, so valuable in that Constellation Cup win. Um, she didn't play the second test, we lost it. Played the third test, we won. Uh, and, of course, so key in the World Cup. So I think she's a, you know, huge player. You think, well... Um, she's not going to want to go too far afield with a small baby and a, mm. a you know a toddler. Well, he's probably older than a toddler. Uh, so, do you look at the magic? Do you think? Mm. Do you slide up there? Bassett, I don't think, is coming back, and uh, so that's the most obvious one. Yeah, that's why I'm a little bit surprised, perhaps, that she hasn't re-signed with the Pulse because, given all her, you know, she's been very open in the past about her mental health struggles. Mm. She's about to have her second child. She's going to have two small children. You sort of you factor all that in. And if she's not going to be playing for the Pulse, she's going to be travelling to another franchise as she leaves behind her family, she's away from her comfort zone. Is that the best decision for her mm. as a player? I'm sure she's factored all these yeah. um, such scenarios in. I'm very surprised because with Yvette McCall's injury coming back, I thought would have been drawing players to either stay or resign or attract mm. um, more players coming. Well, obviously with Tiana's coming back, but... I'm quite surprised with that because I thought there was, you know, quite the relationship there. I guess well. you look at Maturo and Dunn, you, you can't argue that the Pulse, that they're investing into the future of mm. the Pulse. You yep. know, Dunn yeah. and Maturo, two young shooters, yeah. they'll be there for a long time. Who knows how many more years Ekanasio has left, had her second child. I'd say she'd only play for another couple of years and then she'll probably retire. So I guess from the Pulse's perspective, you could argue, well, they're investing in the future. Um, but you never quite know what goes on behind closed doors with the negotiation process. Players get to a point in their career where they move for financial reasons, mm. for, for, um, for reasons that you know they prefer a coach elsewhere. You just don't know. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think the magic, as you say, Jen, is a, is a franchise that needs some firepower, especially down that attack end. And you sort of think of who she could line up with down that shooting end. Keanu Williams, that would be quite an exciting shooting end. Mm. Uh, so they'd be the big winners, I think, if the Magic could, could get her. But who knows? You know, As you mentioned, Annie, there's so many things we don't know. And, and who would have thought... I mean, the announcement I really liked the most this week was that of um, Tanisha Fafita, so <laughs> taking a year off netball to do missionary work. Yeah. And you think, 
you know, the reason I like that so much is it just it's an example of you know a rounded player you know yeah. it's not just about sport there's you know faith in there there's all that other aspect to a player which I think is, is terrific and um, it's probably actually the steel that we've heard the most about isn't it because we know Kay Bur um, I all call, always call her Kay Burley she's a, Burley. She's a news <laughs> a news anchor for the B uh, Sky News oh. <laughs> I don't think Kay is coming out to um, but yeah Kate Burley heading south and um, I guess confirmation that George Fisher is staying, we knew that, so you'd have to think that the steel will probably be pretty much the same. You'd perhaps Jen O'Connell and... Xavier yeah. uh, Tui's been... Xavier Tui heading Zavier south. Right. From the Mystics. Yeah. And that's quite a nice synergy. She's played with Burley during the season. They've won a grand championship. Um, she's back playing with Renee Savainea, who she played with at the Pulse. So mm. it sounds like that's a, a good move for her. I read an article that her, her brother, I think, studying in Dunedin, so she's got family close around. But I think that's right. I think player with all this play of movement players should be making the best decision based not just solely on their netball mm. it's on what's what's going to make them a better netballer is it having family around is it a change of environment um, is it to be closer to um, where you study I think it's really important these days because of the pressures of elite sport yeah. that they're playing for the right reasons and not just going where you're getting the big bucks mm. it's all about that rounded person yeah. thing is, and you know approach. we hear so, all all the time you know we alluding to that you know around the Olympics around Osaka around all the stuff that we've talked about this year it's all around mental health the whole person the best person mm. I can be and all that sort of thing which is absolutely correct how big is um, Tiana Mituaro how big of a loss is that for the steel though I felt like when you look across that um, court um, her connection with Georgia Fisher was almost instant and you know they hit it off straight away and I know with Saviour Tui coming in, she's also, you know, had a magnificent year herself, but it's still unestablished. So how big, you know, of a hole does Tiana leave? I wonder, actually, if they're very similar players, only Tui does what Maturo does with a little less flourish. You know, <laughs> let's face it, Maturo, she's, a, she's quite a flashy player. I mean, I think she's fantastic. Mm. She's, she's great to watch. Uh, and Tui, I guess I haven't seen as much of her this year as we have in past, but... Um, I just think she's probably, as I say, very similar player without, you know, all the flashy stuff. I think people are probably a little bit surprised given, you know, the, the talk throughout the whole season whenever we interviewed Tiana was that she was loving the steel, yeah. she'd formed this great relationship with Fisher and she just spoke so highly, highly of her time down there. So I think we were probably all a little bit surprised that she then felt the need that she had to go. But I think... I think you should, we should be really respectful of the fact that she made that decision mm. based on, you know, um, all these other things. Paul to home, I'm sure her mum, Waimarama, was in there. Um, and I think good on her for doing what she thought was the right thing, even though she played probably her best netball. And, you know, by moving to the steel, she got back into the Silver Fern squad. But she still feels that the pulse for her is the best place to be. I think one thing that's quite interesting is, is the, the effect that the, um, the return of injured players coming back appears to be having on, on movement. And just thinking of the steel, so we've got Jen O'Connell presumably back, mm -hmm. um, Georgia Heffernan presumably back, although she's a shooter, they could be yeah. shooter heavy. Well, they're both shooters, aren't well, they? Well, if I you saying? think about Sabia, Georgia and Jenna goal shooters, but Sabia can come out to goal attack, so maybe there's... Yeah, and, yeah well, that's space. right. And then, of course, moving north, looking at the defending champion Mystics, uh, <laughs> I've just got to say that, um, the <laughs> the return of the goal defenders, uh, you know... Um, Karaka. Karaka and Michaela Sokolich-Beetson. You wonder where that will leave the likes of Amoa Bwazi, um, 
for Amuyawani. I hope she manages to stay. Mm. I thought she had a great season. She had a great season. It was a good move for her from Mm. the Stars to the Mystics. I hope they retain her. The other ones are Kayla Johnson coming over from Australia. You know, she's been, she was in that footnote when the Silver Ferns were announced. Yes, another little footnote. So does that mean she has to be earmarked to... I would say she would have right. to be with a yeah. franchise for them yeah. to even put that in that, she, that she's earmarked. She's somewhere. She yeah. will have to be with a franchise and you would expect that, that it would be with the stars. She was with the stars prior. Um, there was something on social media when she came over a couple of months ago having a training run and that was That's posted right. on Instagram. So there was, I don't Storm think Storm Purvis, been, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been shy at perhaps, you know, telling us where that move will be mm. and I think if the if the stars can get her that's that's a good defensive unit if you think that if they retain Harrison Ali Temu with uh, Kayla Johnson down that defence end that's stronger than possibly what they've had this year mm. and that's what you want to see you want to see franchises doing something different mm. you look at the stars they were great for the first six rounds what happened you look at the tactics they've made the final for the last two years are they just going to retain the same players because if you do that you're just going to get the same results yeah. so for me there's a it looks like there's possibly a chance for a shooter to go down to the tactics maybe it's Ignacio ah who well, knows imagine perhaps. if they got here I would go and I have to win the grand final next year nearly information on the <laughs> tactics I have it categorically assured that uh, <laughs> Karen Berger is going to the back to the pulse I also have it categorically assured that Karen Berger is staying with, with the, the tactics. tactics. <laughs> so, you know, make that what you will. But I thought that was quite funny. I think of all the teams at the moment, tactics is probably the biggest mystery at the moment as to what they're going to do because they, I mean, bar Karen Berger, she was the only addition. She yes, was. She was the only change yeah. for the season. So, I think she signed a two-year contract. So I'm pretty, so she, I'm pretty yeah, sure so she's, she's locked, staying with the tactics. In. She's locked up. Ah, yeah. yes. Um, but yeah, I just think if they need, if they want to win the grand final next year, I think a change needs to be made down that attack end. You've got to get another shooter in that's going to inject a bit of firepower. Monica Faulkner's another one that perhaps coming back from injury, you're talking about injury, didn't get on the court much with the Stars. You know, they've got Wilson and Hume. Hume's just made the Silver Fern squad. Does she look elsewhere? Could that be a move yeah. for her? Mm. And that way you could put They've got options, the tactics. You can put TP back into goal shoot, have that mo- mobility. Interesting though, Annie, because I, I was thinking about those shooters after the, the final, and uh, I thought actually the, the, the shooter for the tactics who really stood up was Ellie Bird. Yeah, she did. I thought she was <laughs> yeah. outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, like, we had a little moment before the game when you, know, when you sort of want a vector course and you realise you're going to go through the door at the same time. <laughs> so I thought, all right. So I thought, well, I can't avoid her. Anyway, I said, oh, you know, how are you going? And she said, these are the games you play for, oh, you yeah, wait yeah. to play for. And I thought, yeah. right answer. And she had a blinder. Yeah. So um, I think that's she is somebody who perhaps is just, you know, getting better and better. To pass Selby Rickett, I'm just not quite sure. But yet Bird didn't make any of the Silver Fern no, no. No. development even squad. Development. But is that squad? because, is, is that because though she is just a goal shoot? I mean, you couldn't perhaps have her out of goal that, attack. Yeah, that goes against her. And... Uh, and Nolene did say that to us last mm. week, that she was look, looking for a bit of versatility with a, a, an attack especially. Yeah. Having said that, you could flip that around though. Have, I mean, I haven't seen Wecky out of goal attack. No, no. And I think we've got to stick with our tall shooters. 
they give us a point of difference. Yeah. And I think, as you say, Bird has definitely improved over the years. You know, early on, those balls would go through her hands. She was a bit like Caitlin Bassett at the beginning. Remember when Bassett yes, used to play? Yes, I she do. She was awkward, gumby, drop balls. And then as the years went on, I mean, she became Australian Diamonds captain. And I think Bird is slowly progressing. But as you say, I think TP's the question mark in that tactic side. But put someone with Bird that perhaps um, will give her a little bit more confidence. I Which don't is know. funny because don't you think that this is exactly the conversation we were having, what, a couple of seasons ago before um, TP moved up to the tactics? And we were thinking, this is the answer. This is what they need. They needed that, you know, um, expert goal attack. And I just don't know that, it, that they've got it. They've quite nailed it, yeah. And I think perhaps it doesn't help that their centre and wing attack, you know, they're going to lose Ericana Pedersen. She's said that she's not coming back next year, I think, from... Did I just make that up? No, I don't what do you know. mean? It's a good story to put around. This is how, it's, no, I'm this is sure. how it all starts. No, I'm feeling sure <laughs> told me that at the aftermatch, that Ericana Pedersen's having a year off. Um, Poi is in the centre position. She wasn't the one that made the Silver Fern squad. So they just that's why they just need something. They need uh, to inject a bit of firepower somewhere down that attack end. So look forward to seeing... When you throw all the, you know how sometimes when you play netball and you throw all the bibs up in the air and whatever one you catch, that's the position you play for funsies. I kind of feel like that's what where we are at the moment with players up in the air. You just don't know where each one is going to. That's to how right now. that's how I did it in the Masters final yeah. of I think 2009 in Dunedin. I'd be running away from those shooting bibs. Mystics, are, of course, they'll they'll retain Grace Nowicki, Phil Davui. That's I think that that. That'll be a good combination to watch flourish yeah. with Filder obviously making the development squad. I think that's fantastic for her. Um, it's just who's perhaps going to take that third spot, whether Bailey stays with the Mystics. You've got Faulkner in there. So, yeah, there's still still a few little um, interesting positions up for grabs. I like yeah. the fact, too, Phil DeVuy, I feel like I've been watching her for years, but, of course, that's just because we had, I think, College Netball and then we had um, Becco. And so I've just seen her just working her way yeah quite calmly uh, and then suddenly the bing, here she mm. is and she's well look, let's just wish her well because I mean yeah. it's looking good. Do you think perhaps looking at that goal attack position for the Mystics that Bailey Mez perhaps does need a change? I know that in the last few matches when she wasn't getting the start you know there was talks of you know her recurring injury and things like that but in the grand final it didn't quite seem to I don't know what it was. It, it, it felt like a different vibe, you know, when Fulda was on to Bailey was on. Do you think that perhaps Bailey has outgrown the Mystics? Oh, I see. I, I thought it was a good move to bring Mez on when they did because I just felt you... I, I mean, I can't even remember now what the score was, but I can just remember thinking, yeah, they'll bring Mez on mm. now just to calm things down. And I thought they might have changed again, but but they didn't. Mm. She, she saw it out. Um, and look, maybe so. I mean, boy, what a career. Yeah. I mean, what an amazing... She could write a book about all the things that have happened to her. Uh, and, and she'd probably do the photography too. <laughs> <laughs> and I still think at times, boy, she would have been a really good wing attack. I still think we missed the boat a but little bit. do you bit. not remember her debut? Debut? For the Silver Ferns. <laughs> we were all there in Sydney and it was the game... I was at the World Cup. No, it was just a just a test, just a test. Uh, they got smashed, twenty goals. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but I remember there was such high hopes. Um, but so that was it. Her career at Wingate well, over, think gone. Yeah, but you know she's just got such that, that athleticism, right? Yeah. She's fast. She's powerful. She's got great vision, and, and she provides that at goal attack, and that's what she gave in that final. She still turned and looked into Wiki. 
Um, but I think at times we could have used her at wing attack, just that height, that point of difference. Mm. But, I mean, she's obviously going to have a little bit of a break now, isn't she? Because she was named in that footnote at the, when the Silver Ferns were announced that she's going to come back from um, re, do a bit more rehab on her injury and stuff. So, yeah, depends what she does in, in that time and see where How she goes. How funny, though. How funny that we talk about her height at wing attack and yet... Peter Toyava, shortest <laughs> player in the in the competition, and she's and I mean, I'm not. It's just a, it's it's just. A point she can get away with it because she's fast. Well, she, that's oh. right. If you're short and you're not fast, you'll get lost. But she can duck and weave yeah. and get under players because of her height. So it doesn't matter how how mm. short you are. That like, was actually like Timmy Pari Bailey. You know, yep. she was always a, a shorter player, but she had the skills and the speed and the fitness. Well, it was that power of acceleration, wasn't it? I remember there was one point in that final where the loose ball was over there and, you know, Toyava was miles away. Yeah. First yeah. one there. Yeah. She was in the zone that, that yeah. final. She was like, give me the ball. Australia's netball competition is literally in its final stages and the New South Wales Swifts are already guaranteed a spot in the grand final. This weekend, though, the Fever and the Giants will be playing in the preliminaries to see who will join them. But joining us first today is Giants head coach Julie Fitzgerald. Kia ora, Julie. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Julie, first of all, um, I'll start by asking, you know, um, against all odds with COVID affecting the competition quite severely this year, the Giants have finished at the top of the ladder. Um, how do you sum up the season so far? Oh, it's certainly a season like no other. Like even last year, even though we are in a hub, we came to one place, we set up camp, we played in a hub and we were actually in the hub shorter period than we have been away from home this year. But we went Sydney, Brisbane, Brisbane, Melbourne, Melbourne, Adelaide, Adelaide, Queensland. So it's been quite tumultuous and every one of those moves has usually been done with two or three hours notice to pack everything up and get out. So it's been certainly a year like nothing else. And how have your players managed, um, Julie? Because I know April Brandley's a mum. I mean, have you got other ones with family members? Just April, but she's got a little 18-month-old son and I, whenever we whinge about packing up, we look at her and think, well, if April can do it, we can all do it. <laughs> How have you ensured that you've been able to get the best out of your players in such challenging and trying times? Oh, look, I think I'm amazed at how resilient they have, been, they have been. There has been very little complaint. They've always just got on with the job and been grateful that we're allowed to play. And certainly now for us as Sydney, knowing what New South Wales is going through, we feel very fortunate that we can continue to play. That, that semi the other day, Julie, um, amazing against against the Swifts. And yes, you, you lost by one, I think. Fever coming up. Now, on my reckoning, you've, you've played them twice before. It's been one goal one way, one goal the other. What's going to happen this Saturday? Oh, I just don't know. Like, um, they're a very hungry team. Obviously, they, they started the season very determined to overcome any handicap they had. They're very, very determined to do it for Stacey before she leaves them. And I think they're the benchmark of the competition. But I do also think that we're probably the team that matches up best against them. So I'm hoping it's going to be another exciting match. Julie, with the, the SSL, to be fair, I don't watch a lot of the Aussie games. It's just purely a time factor for me. But I watched your game the other day against the Swifts. How much does your coaching change with the two-point shot? 
Oh, completely. Um, I'm not going to hide the fact it completely changes the game. And like you're playing one style of netball for 10 minutes and then you've got to suddenly change for five minutes and then you go back again. And I always think that it's got a far greater effect on the defence of the game than it has on the attack of the game. That's very true. And looking at the statistics, Joe Harton has put up the most attempts of the super shot, has sunk the most um, shots um, as well, more than any other player in the league. Is it more to do with your strategy putting up those two-point shots or is it more maybe instinctual on Harton's behalf? No, look, I think we're really fortunate. And like the, we've got four shooters in our group and all four of them are long-range shooters. So... In some ways, even though we don't like the rule, the rule has suited our game in the sense that we have players who are confident to put the ball up from anywhere. Of course, talking about the shooters, Julie, one shooter no longer there is Caitlin Bassett. I've got to ask you about her. Um, have you sort of watched her progress with the Magic? Did you take an interest? Um, I'm a little bit the same as others in the sense that by the time I watch every game in Australia, <laughs> I don't get to watch too many of the games. But I still very much hold magic dear to my heart. So I have watched a couple of games, but not as many as I might have liked. You're obviously with the Magic franchise for, for a while, a few years. You've gone over to Australia. What do you see as the major differences between the two franchises that you've been with? Perhaps what could uh, New Zealand franchises learn? from uh, your experiences now in, in Aussie? Oh, look, I think it just depends on, on, the, on the tack you want to take. Like, I don't think there's any doubt the Australian competition is tougher than the New Zealand competition. Um, but we do have the unlimited imports and I don't know that it's hurt you not to have unlimited imports. So I think it really depends on what you're looking at. Um, Australia is, is intent on having the best competition in the world and attracting the best players from overseas. And to an extent, I think we've done that and it leaves, gives us the opportunity to play in a very, very strong competition. Um, then I look at New Zealand. Your competition, I think, is getting stronger. Certainly the, the depth of player in New Zealand is getting greater than when I was there. So it's very difficult to decide which one might be going the right way. Julie, for your um, coaching career in particular, you talk about the unlimited imports um, able to go into these Australian teams, but you have you know, very loyal players that have stuck with you over you know, multiple franchises. What do you put that down to and how important has that been in breeding your side, the Giants? Oh, look, I think I absolutely loved my time at Magic. I really miss the fact that for the last 12 or 18 months, I haven't been able to get back and see everyone that I loved over there. But the opportunity to set up a new club at home in Sydney was more than I could resist at the time. And when you look at the players that came back, Christiana Manua came from Sydney to New Zealand with us. So she was a Sydney girl. Joe Harton, I, I have a really close relationship with Joe, and I think she wanted to play in the best competition that she possibly could to be the best player she could. And then we were lucky that Jamie Lee Price's family moved back at the same time. So those three girls came with us and there were a couple of girls in Sydney that I knew would come across if we had this team. So I always knew we had a good foundation. I wonder if you're being a bit modest actually, Julie. <laughs> Courtney Tyree tells us what a, what a, just what a great person you are, never mind the coaching. And um, you, you know, you have that ability to really sort of build a, a culture around the team. I mean, would you agree with that? Oh, look, I hope so. I think the culture of the team is vital. If your team doesn't have a good culture, you're going to be in for a very long season. And I don't think you'll ever get the results out of players that you can. Um, so I think it's a terribly important part of that. And I think, I think you also have to be very careful who you do select. 
you've got to be brave enough not to take players who don't fit into your culture, otherwise you will never be able to establish something that is valuable. So I, I do think it's a vital part of any success of any team. And it also, if you're in a team with a good culture, you enjoy being in that and you want to stay in that and you feel a part of something special. Speaking of culture, the Silver Ferns world champions uh, hopefully get the chance to play the Aussies later on in the year um, in the Constellation Cup, fingers crossed. Are you happy with the depth that's coming through the Aussies? I think it's improving. Um, COVID has certainly hurt our development. Um, I coached the Australian development side and we didn't get together at all last year and it doesn't look like we're going to this year. So COVID is certainly helping our development. But I think the diamonds that we've got now are a very strong group with a lot of growth um, potential in there. Um, Julie, finally, you look very relaxed considering there's a big major game on this weekend. <laughs> what, is your, what is your message for such a big game, that preliminary match against the Fever? What's the message you want to give to your girls this weekend? Oh, look, we're a pretty inexperienced lot. Like, um, we have got players like Joe who obviously have immense experience, but we had four people on the court on the weekend who've never played finals. And we've got a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old out there. So I think they will learn an awful lot from the pressure of the last final. I think they're well prepared. I think we know Fever's game well. We just, we need to start with the confidence that we finish that game in and we need to have the belief that we can do it. We wish you all the very best for that game. We'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And I hope we get to play Constellation Cup as well. We all need it leading into Com Games. Thanks again so much, Giants head coach Julie Fitzgerald there. And you can catch the Suncorp Super Netball preliminary final this weekend on Saturday live from Brisbane at 5pm on Sky Sport 3. Do not miss it. That will determine, of course, who will be in that SSN grand final. Wahine Ma, thank you so much for joining me. Our pleasure. Ah. Great chat as always. And as for us, we will see you next week. Hey, Kona Mai.